Hi, I'm Jack Grimmer of Wickham Wanderers and you're listening to Wickham Sound. The Wickham Wanderers Show. Welcome to the latest edition of the Wickham Wanderers Show. I've almost forgotten already uh, which episode we're up to four. It feels, <laughs> producer Luke is a signal four to me. It's because I missed last week. I failed a fitness test. I can only apologise. Uh, but uh, thank you to Luke who ably steered the ship. I hope you enjoyed the show this week. Uh, the usual favourites return. We'll uh, have our uh, double debrief uh, with Phil looking back at the games against Shrewsbury and Exeter, of course, midweek. We'll hear from manager Gareth Ainsworth and captain Joe Jacobson. A very honest assessment for them both as to uh, the recent results. Uh, also coming up in the next hour, big thank you to uh, the Wickham Wanderers Ex-Players Association. The return of uh, our chat with uh, former Wanderer stars Gary Hand, a defender from um, nearly 50 years ago uh, playing uh, for the chair boys at Lokes Park will be uh, getting his memories as well. We'll hear from Cello, who, if you were listening last week, our Mexican supporter, he's spoken to Luke on his uh, uh, primero visit to uh, uh, Adams Park. Uh, got that to come as well. Uh, if you've uh, just tuned in as well and haven't heard uh, from earlier on today, a couple of new signings, including a goalkeeper, to reflect on as well. So plenty to bring you in the next hour uh, and uh, lots to look ahead to as well. We've got the trip to Barnsley on Saturday and then next Wednesday, of course, in the League Cup. Uh, Not just the game against Bristol City, but... Uh, Chairman Rob Kuig will have a question and answer session which will be live on Wickham Sound and also on Wanderers TV as well at around a quarter to seven. Uh, drive time will come from uh, Adams Park as well. We'll be speaking to Luke about that in more detail uh, before uh, chucking out time as well at the top of the hour. So lots to cover uh, as mentioned and uh, it's, it's disappointing obviously isn't it to have uh, those, those back-to-back defeats making a total of three uh, League One games uh, lost uh, if you obviously discount the, uh, the League Cup game. Uh, the opening uh, game of the season does feel like uh, quite a long time ago. Uh, spoke to uh, Phil Catchpole earlier on today uh, before the uh, double signing news was announced. Uh, Phil, of course, and I'm sure you're very well aware, head of audio and broadcast at Wickham Wanderers, the club commentator and host of Ringing the Blues as well. Uh, always fantastic to get his thoughts on um, what's been going on uh, for the team. Obviously watched both games, Shrewsbury and Exeter on Tuesday night as well. So uh, started off with his assessment of how the team did on Saturday against Shrewsbury. Well, the Shrewsbury one was was a real kick in the teeth, smash and grab. Uh, I'm trying to think of any other cliches we could attach to the game, but it was, um, yeah. I think you know initially when the team news came out and we saw the sort of the brevity of the injury situation, where we could see, uh, well, Tapazoli, Vokes, big misses, um, you know, at the front and the back. Uh, Vokes so important to how we play going forwards, and then. I think what we have really noticed as well, so important to how we defend set pieces because uh, Akin Fenwa used to do it, Vokes has done it really well. Uh, and I think as Jason McCarthy described it on the commentary, he's sort of almost the spare man at corners defending. He's just in the middle and just told to go and attack the ball and head it away. And, and he more more often than does. And I think we really missed that. And Tafazoli not being there as well. Um, we've got a new keeper in there. So there's a lot of change, a lot of unsettled um, uh, environment for the defence. And then you take away the Vokes and Tafazoli element as well. That it, it does make us look quite vulnerable. In fact, very vulnerable, as we've seen in the last two games. So, yeah, I think that was quite concerning. But what was really encouraging from the Shrewsbury performance was the attacking play, because we changed how we played, and I don't think Shrewsbury were expecting that. Um, but unfortunately, Wickham didn't convert that dominance in the first half into goals. And then when they got that goal in the second half, a lovely strike from Gareth McCleary, 
Um, he thought, right, we can kick on from here. Uh, credit to Shrewsbury, though. They, they had to come out of their shell. I mean, they, they had quite a lot of defenders on the pitch and from the from the get-go. Uh, but they, they had to come out of their shell after going 1-0 down. They got the goal from a set-piece or a long throw, which is as good as a set-piece. And that was that. And then Wickham just couldn't get away through. And Shrewsbury kept pressing. And, well, I say kept pressing. They just kept hold of the ball. Uh, and weren't really going anywhere with it. And then, um, yeah, it was a real... Really bad penalty to give away. Uh, credit to Leahy for converting it. But yeah, it was a real smash and grab, kicking the teeth. It would have felt disappointing to draw the game and it felt absolutely crushing to lose it. So you mentioned the injuries, obviously a huge factor, but it is still early in the season and, and it will take many teams a while to get going, especially if there have been changes in the summer and there was a bit of obviously a, a curtailed pre-season as well. Yeah, there's, there's all sorts of factors playing into this. You know, losing at Wembley and they, all the players have said that isn't... Um, isn't a factor. Um, I think more so for the fans, um, it may be. Uh, and then the short pre-season. I mean, that can work one of two ways because you could say, well, we don't have enough time to lose your fitness. So therefore, when you come back, the muscle memory is still there and you, you, you're good to go. And maybe there will be a slump later in the season with um, long-term fatigue. But I don't know. I mean, in terms of fitness, I don't think we look any unfitter than than our opponents. I think where we've really struggled is is losing the the characters in Akinfemo, which we knew which was coming. The unplanned departure of David Stockdale and Anthony Stewart have been big misses. And the way that the market is and the way that the transfer market has been approached and dealt with means there's going to be a period of uncertainty whilst the season's happening. And you know, it's over 10% of the whole season, Colin, that will take place before the window closes, which um, the way that Wickham are, are, are attacking this window in terms of biding their time and not wanting to overpay for players, you know, and that, that's to make this club sustainable. That's the way that they have to cut their cloth and, and, and we're having to deal with that on the pitch or certainly Gareth is certainly having to deal with those situations. Alfie Mawson coming in has been a big plus, but he comes in after the season has started. Yes, he's been training with the boys for a few weeks, but It'll take him time to get up to game speed and he hasn't played a lot of football in recent times. So he's going to get up to, to match speed. That's going to take him a little while. We've seen it with Lewis Wing as well. who had a disrupted pre-season and uh, he said um, after the game against Shrewsbury that it was almost like this pre-season now. He was still getting that match sharpness and minutes back in. So I think once he's um, fit and firing, he's going to be a great player in the championship uh, in League One. Sorry, but it's going to take time for him to, to get going. I think as well, on it, when you have a defeat on a Saturday, you think, oh, there's a game on Tuesday. We can really sort of make up for it then and, and you know, let's go again. And uh, obviously a, a disappointing result, but not too much in, in, in the game as it turned out. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. It's three defeats on the spin. So, you know, on paper, you can see why fans are concerned by that. Wickham only lost nine games all, all through last season. Um, but there was that terrible spell that Wickham had in February. Um, hopefully we're having that spell now. And then we can, uh, it's all sunlit uplands to the to the top six automatics, however you want to look at it, um, which we'll see. But uh, yeah, it's it wasn't a terrible performance. I've seen much worse uh, down the years. Um, I thought Exeter were excellent, um, which didn't help. Um, I thought, you know, Tuesday night game in August under the lights, it was, uh, it was rocking up there. They've just come up from League Two. They've got momentum. They've made a, a fairly promising start in the, in the new division as well. And uh, their high press, I thought, was excellent. I thought Wickham were poor in the first half, much improved in the second, by which point you're chasing a 2-0 lead. They did uh, a 2-0 deficit. They did what they couldn't do at Bolton, which was get a goal back. Uh, to make it interesting. Um, and then, again, this gave away a goal from a set piece. And uh, and that's what's really hurting Wickham. 
Um, you can talk about performances and, and how the games were, but essentially we, we gave Exeter two of those goals, um, you know, which if you do that away from home, it's always going to be tough. But yeah, I thought there were bright sparks in there. I thought Gareth McCleary looked to be on, on good form. I thought Alfie Mawson for his first full match for, for quite some time showed real good uh, class on the ball. Some of his distribution was absolutely fantastic and it was a good 90 minutes to get in the legs for him and hopefully they can keep him fit and get him match sharp and we'll really see the benefit. I know a lot of fans are licking their lips at the prospects of a, a tapazoli Mawson combination at the heart of defence. Um, you know, if that is a four or if it's a three, you could put Chris Farino in there as well. And I think a lot of fans are quite excited to see that. And I really hope that the um, injuries to all concerned um, will play out and, um, and they'll be back on the pitch together as soon as possible. And obviously he spoke to but, Gareth after the game, but he, I think he was disappointed, wasn't he, with how the team started, but um, was sort of uh, very optimistic, as you'd expect, that, that improvements will, will come. Yeah, I think, you know, he was certainly very angry after the Shrewsbury game, I think, at the nature of the goals that were given uh, given away. And, uh, and that was echoed, really, on, on Tuesday night. Um, I think he, you know, he's very pragmatic. He likes to keep things in house. So I think any shouting or or finger pointing or whatever will happen uh, away from the media and the press, um, which is how he's always done it. And I think the players um, respect him for that. Um, but they need to start repaying that on the pitch now when um, when things start going against them on the pitch when there's a set of, a range of set pieces coming into the box. But yeah, I think the first half performance very disappointed with, and uh, well, you can hear what he says now. I spoke to him after the game, pitch side at Exeter. Yeah, not good enough, you know. Um, unrecognisable first half, um, and then second half a bit better, but still conceding two corners is not Wickham Wanderers, you know. And, and uh, set pieces have become an issue. We've conceded four now in two games, and that's that's not good enough. We've got to make sure that we're we're solid if we're not going to be creating as much as we usually do, you know, with the likes of of the injuries we've got we've got to make sure we're solid at the back and uh, and we weren't tonight and that was a big thing you know uh, you were clearly quite um, angry with the, the goals on Saturday two more tonight um, is it because it's an unsettled back line is that contributing to it perhaps you know um, it's uh, it's a, a factor of, of a few things you know we've got players who have put in the team who aren't probably up to speed but then I've got players out through injury you know Ryan's back uh Sam Volks, Brandon Hanlon, Curtis Thompson, Jason McCarthy, you know, David Wheeler almost missed the trip. You know, we've, we've got quite a, quite an injury list there and, uh, and I think that we need to make sure we can play without these people, you know, and, uh, and we were unrecognisable first half. We really didn't get going and uh, once we started putting it more on them second half like, like we usually do, then uh, we looked a lot better. But still the, the corner, it's a free header at the back stick and, and you can't do that. You can't give those chances away. So, you know, we, we'll have to be working on set pieces very hard you know I, don't, I can't remember the last time I lost three league games in a row it was maybe last season or, or even the season before but it was a, it was a poor showing and uh, and I thought that you know Exeter deserved the win tonight and uh, and that's tough to say because you know usually we turn up we didn't really turn up that first half What did you say at half time because there was a much improved performance in that second half I had, I had a few choice words with him you know and told him exactly what's got us success over the years and and, uh, and I think that you saw def- definite change of, of style in the second half, you know, and, uh, and it was more like us. And the goal was fantastic, and you know, created a few more chances at goal. But 
again we, we looked we looked vulnerable from, from set pieces we were giving silly fouls away like I say one or two aren't up to speed yet and it's it's part of the injury list we've got the short pre-season we've had it'll come I know that for sure you know I'm, I'm super positive that we'll be we'll be right up amongst it towards the end of the season but we've got to get going and uh, we haven't started yet the boys are gutted in there and I'm but I'm I'm you know, I'm positive that we can get a, a result Saturday at Barnsley. In a strange way, we are getting a lot out of these games because these boys are coming through. They're coming in first-team experiences. So, believe me, that will pay off later on in the season. But it's just costing us the results as well. Not, not the young boys, everyone. It's, it's just not gelling together at the moment. You know, Alfie's coming for his first start for nine months, you know, and, and so he's going to get better as well. So there's plenty of positives, but it's just now making sure we, we start getting some results on the board because... Obviously, we don't want to be sat down in, uh, in the bottom side of the table. We have, we've been there before. We know what that's about. We need, to, we need to make sure we start pulling away from that. But long season, you know, a long, long season to go. And, uh, and I think we've, uh, we've got plenty of opportunities to get some results on the board in the next few weeks. But um, can't defend like we've defended tonight. That was poor. Alfie Mawson showed some real touches of class, especially bringing yeah. the ball out of defence. Was that a positive tonight? Absolutely. You know, he showed what we can do, you know, and I think once we get Alfie up to speed, again, he's going to be a super talent in this in this league. You know, Chris Farino, still young, still learning his trade, you know, and that's that's important for him to get minutes and, and fitness. And, you know, um, there's some players that really have come back from injury and are in the team, and, and it's like they're, they're doing me a favour. It's, it's tough, but... Uh, they're really not up to speed yet and that's the state of the club at the moment so once we get everyone fit once we get everyone backfiring 100% where I know we can I think we'll be a good force in this league but um, we may have to go through one or two you know tough times and uh, and tonight was definitely one of those Tappers Oli and Vokes will be the, the, the fans big miss especially from the set piece goals conceded any yeah. hope for Saturday? Yeah both you know um, we're, we're hoping that Taff especially could, could be back for Saturday you know, he's, I mean he's, he's a hell of a player and uh, and having somebody six foot five in your defence always from, from set pieces is always a four and against is always a, is always great. I'm sure he'll be sat at home gutted that we've got beat because they want to they want to win no matter what these boys. They're not they're not people going oh I, I'm glad they lost I wasn't in the team. We haven't got that anymore at Wickham. It is totally everyone for the cause and uh, like I say some bright sparks tonight. Some of the young boys getting on and, and getting more minutes under the belt. But um, we defended poorly at times and I thought that. Uh, you know, first off, we weren't a Wickham team. It's the first time for a long time where I didn't recognise some of my players. But we'll put it right, and uh, and I'm sure that we'll uh, we'll be on the road, old jovial, ready to go to Barnsley, positive, looking forward to seeing what we can do against them. I think there'll be a new signing in before that game, um, and that that'll obviously inject a little bit of uh, of something into the club. But yeah, long trip home now, and we'll have to pick the bones out of that one quickly. But make sure on Saturday we don't start sluggish like we did tonight that was poor and I was I was very disappointed but I've got the lads back they know that you mentioned in pre-season that the, the post-Bayo era and, and characters like David Stockdale leaving left spaces for, for leaders to emerge and I guess runs like this will, will help that you identify those or where you find gaps out, yeah. are to be filled you find out who your leaders are now and, and who digs deep now I've always said, you know, in successful times, you don't learn a great deal about your team. You learn a hell of a lot about people when things aren't going right. Um, I'm learning a lot about these boys. Believe me, they're devastated in there. They're gutted. They're gutted for the fans who made the trip. I know some were on holiday and came tonight. They're, they're gutted to lose a game. They're, they're very professional and uh, I'm proud of them, as always. But um, it hurts. But I know they've got my back and I've certainly got theirs. We'll keep everything in-house. We'll go again on Saturday. Two positives from the game as well. Obviously, um, Jasper Pattenden and Ali Ahmadi making their League One debuts, which is good to see. 
yeah, development squad is um, is uh, is really contributing at this time, as you'd expect with um, with an injury list, and um, that's one of the benefits of having it. And also, one of the benefits for these guys is that there is, as we spoke in the past, Colin, there is a there is a footpath into the team from being in the in the in the development setup. There is first team opportunities, and it's what you do with them. Um, I think Ali came on and, and ran and led the line well. Um, up, up top on his own, chasing a game. You know, he showed glimpses of what he can be about. He had a good loan spell at Bromley last season, which would have done him the world of good. And uh, a good opportunity for him now, um, while Vokes is out, to, to try and stake a claim and, and catch the eye. I think Jasper Pattenden, certainly against um, Northampton as well. But then again, the other night, it was only a brief um, appearance. But these are big milestones for these players, Colin. You know, like senior debuts in the league. Um, for, for your club is a, is a huge milestone and, and albeit in a defeat away from home and, and, and minor minutes at the end of a match but these are massive things that they'll remember for the rest of their lives and experience now that they can look to build on as, as we can, we're looking to keep building on that um, on the uh, on the development setup as well but with these younger players it's still all about the experienced players as well offering the guidance on and off the pitch and Joe Jacobson was one of those players out on the pitch uh, on Tuesday night uh, and he held his hands up, uh, as you can hear now, when he spoke to me after the game. First half was just not good enough. Simple as that, I think, from, from everyone. We were sloppy on the ball. We didn't press them well. We let them press us. They kind of outwickened us, as it were. I think um, what we've done over the years to teams. I think we've um, we got caught a little bit today in whether we wanted to play out and or, or go a bit, bit more direct. And I think probably going direct was the way forward today. Um, and hitting wheels, I thought he, he did really well at top. And... It showed after half-time when we, we kind of changed things at half-time. And it's just a bit disappointing with the goals as well. You know, it's four set pieces over, over two or three games that we've conceded. And um, it's very not like us. But, you know, we're four games in. You know, we, we're doing things a little bit differently on the pitch with the way we're, we're trying to do things. And um, sometimes it takes a little bit of time. And, and I'm sure we'll get there. But I don't have the cliches. It's a long season. But we need to turn things around quickly. Um, we're not in the position we want to be in. And yeah, as, as players, we need to we need to work hard now and, and change that. What has changed with the, the set pieces? Wickham usually so um, you know, watertight when they came to defending set pieces of late. What's changed this season? Not sure. It's just sometimes sometimes just goals just just go in and we had a spell last season where, where teams were scoring a few set pieces against us and, and we were working really hard to stop it and, and eventually we did and I don't think we conceded then from set piece for the rest of the season or, or close to that so um, we just need to work on it we just need to, to keep working at it make sure that we, um, we're brave we, we put our head in where it hurts and don't make it easy for, for teams to, to score tonight you know I hold my hands up as my man who scored the, um, the third goal and I've got to do better and yeah all over the the pitch last last couple of games there's, there's been a few instances where we, we've got to do better and yeah it's up to us now to, to turn that around It's not unusual for teams that have taken to the playoff final and lost to have a slow start to the next season has that contributed here maybe? No, because I think the I, I go back to seven, eight years ago when we lost to South End, and, and I think we were top after the first 10 games of the season. We started off really well and then had a bit of a, a dip and finishing the table. So I'm hoping it's the other way around this time round that we, we've had a bit of a slow start. We had a, a less of a pre season. That's probably why we've picked up a few more injuries. Um, we've got some key players 
to come back in as well that, that we're, we're missing at the minute but um, a lot of the young lads have stepped up and done really well and, and you know the squad is a lot better than it, than it has been over the years and it's no disrespect to what it was but I think we're, we're growing and we're evolving as a club and um, so they've stepped up but like I said we've got, we've got some big big names big players to come back in I think that can that can add to the squad um, and you know I think we showed last season that when when we're fit and we're firing and we've got everyone playing playing well then you know we're a match for anyone A real positive tonight was Alfie Mawson uh, a full game back at centre back you remember him from his first spell how was it seeing Alfie back out there? Really good. Like it must be great for all the Wickham fans to to, to see him. He's one of those, um, you know, he's only here for a season, but one of the heroes from from the last probably decade since I've been here that fans remember and and you know they hold him really highly. So um, it's great to have him back uh, alongside me. He talks very well. He's calm. He's composed. Um, look, it's going to be a bit of time before we probably see the best of him. But he, he showed glimpses tonight of, of why he's had the career he's had, and um, I think he said he just wants to to get back playing and enjoying it. And I think if you can get a Alfie Mawson who's fit who's happy then you know you've probably got one of the best centre-backs in the league or even higher than that so um, he's a big coup for us and, and hopefully we can keep him fit and, and he can be a huge asset for us Barnsley on Saturday just come down from the Championship and another long away day uh, but another time for you guys to, to gel on the bus a bit more and, and head up there on Friday yeah look we, we prepare really well for these games we, we came down yesterday we, we did everything right we, we had a, um, a lighter training session yesterday so you know the gaffer and, and weight and all those stuff they look after our, our legs and um, we do everything right and prepare, prepare right and we'll do the same on, on Friday travelling up to Barnsley so it's up to us as players now to, to take what they kind of tell us onto the pitch and take responsibility and, and put on a performance that, that the players the gaffer the staff the fans the, cl- the whole club kind of needs right now and, and I think um, you know a win on Saturday will, will hopefully kickstart kick start our season so overall, do we feel quite sort of, I guess it's hard as fans, isn't it, to feel positive after a run of three defeats, but going into this game on Saturday as well, Barnsley here, a team who, you know, I think um, traditionally you don't expect to see in League One, but um, could provide a good test at another away game as well. Yeah, they've been up and down a bit, haven't they? They've had a, a good couple of years in the Championship now and did fantastically well and got to the playoffs. They've had a, a big period of transition in the last 18 months. It looks with Michael Duff, their new manager, that they've made a very canny appointment and he looks to be settling well. You know, they're having to cut their cloth accordingly as well. I spoke to um, uh, the Tykes blog uh, for Wanderers TV this week and, and got some good insight there. So they're not splashing the cash, so to speak. And the general opinion is they're looking to kind of build this season and, and have a real go at it next season. But I think it's a very open division. So I think you can, if you start well and have a good run, then you could well around Christmas time think well we can have a proper go at this when you go into the January window but yeah they're going to be tough it's always a tough place to go you know it's it's a lovely old ground the old main stand there's fantastic the fans are very vocal and Wickham off the back of three straight defeats in the league um, it's a tough place to go at the best of times but it's even tougher now and you know I can understand fans frustration uh, they're not used to seeing Wickham on these sorts of runs. They've had it good over the last few years. And I know it's hurting Gareth Fainsworth as well. And uh, he'll be looking at this game, as he does with all of them, you know, with a level head and looking at how best to, to hurt Barnsley. It's a funny division so far. Results are going all over the place everywhere. So I wouldn't I wouldn't discount an away victory. And another news from the club this week, uh, Connor Parsons uh, out on loan at Solihull Moor. It's a great opportunity for him to get some some regular football as well. Yeah, they've had a good pre-season as development boys around the first-team squad. 
but it's about the minutes. And we spoke earlier about the lads coming on and getting their debuts and, and getting sort of minor minutes at the end of games, which is great experience. But what is really great experience is playing sort of week in, week out and getting 90s under your belt and playing in a competitive environment, which the National League absolutely is. It's a fantastically competitive division. Um, so um, for someone like Connor to go down there and, and, and make the most of this spell, because they'll be watching, we can watch be watching, they'll be monitoring what he's doing here. Um, it's until January, so it's a good couple of months for him to get stuck into. And uh, if he can really catch the eye there, then um, you never know what happens with him and Wickham Wanderers in the second half of the season as a player. So, you know, these players, they'll be aware of this opportunity that they've got and they've got to make the most of this. But I think it's a good environment for him to go into. I think Solihull Moors is a, is a really a sort of well-run club, um, a smaller club in, in a division where there's some real sleeping giants. So it'll be a really good opportunity to test himself and see what he can contribute to their season in the National League. And we should also mention Operation Wooden Duck, uh, which will be another opportunity for you to, uh, obviously on Saturday, with your, with your excursions uh, up the uh, various motorways, uh, for you to hopefully uh, perhaps see a rare sighting. Yeah, well, Tuesday night was, uh, was a no-stop strategy. We were straight down to Exeter and straight back, so no stopping in the services. Uh, but I think Barnsley uh, with the M1, well, you never know. The, the embarrassment <laughs> of riches that the M1 has in services. Uh, I'm uh, certainly looking forward to that. Uh, pleasure to speak to you. Thank you for actually your time. Uh, always a pleasure, Colin. You can hear it from Phil, of course, on Saturday. The match build-up starts from two here at Wickham Sound, uh, full commentary from three up at Oakwell. And, of course, a reminder that you can hear those chats with Gareth Ainsworth and Joe Jacobson in full on Wanderers TV online on Radio Player and on 106.6 FM this is Wickham Sound welcome back part two of the Wickham Wanderer show still to come between now and well the end uh, we'll hear from Cello uh, a Mexican Wickham Wanderers fan who is at Adams Park we'll also bring you uh, some uh, new signing news of the week but first <laughs> that sounds like it should have its own jingle doesn't it? new signing news of the week uh, that's coming up something to work on for future weeks uh, but first a big thank you to uh, JDT and Alan Hutchinson at the we're for uh, Wickham Wanderers Ex-Players Association who this week uh, JDT forwarded on to me uh, a photograph a team photo from a Loudwater team photo from 1955-56 which contained a Colin Besley uh, not this one though although I did recognise his ears uh, this week I've been catching up with Gary Hand who uh, was a left back in uh, actually the year I was born coincidentally uh, was with the club for a season and uh, here's his uh, earliest memories of uh, starting at Wickham Wanderers I played with Alan Phillips at Hendon for three years prior to Wickham and we were very successful there um, won the Ishmael League and the Amateur Cup final at Wembley then the European Amateur Cup and um, this has come as a, a, an interesting one it was um, agreed supposedly this is I heard this on reasonably good authority that um, the Hendon side of that era were so good for that three years that a group of managers got together and said we've got to break this team up otherwise none of us are going to get a look in now whether that's right or not I don't know but interesting enough all that team went to different clubs three went to Enfield a couple went to Leatherhead Alan Phillips and I went to Wickham and uh, that's how basically I went there and um, I didn't go there right at the start of the season I was still at Hendon and uh, I think they, they needed a left back I think Alan Phillips was playing left back and Alan, my best friend, is in the best of things not really a left back. So Alan sort of asked me if I'd be interested in going first, and then I spoke to Brian Lee, and, and uh, I think I joined about a month after the season started. And um, 
my memories were it was a great season to be at Wickham because we won the league, got Berks and Bucks Cup and got to the third round of the FA Cup and um, played in a side that played pure football, in my opinion. Um, it was 1-2 football all the way through. You know, it was very enjoyable to play in. A very good sign. So what were your first impressions? Uh, it just fitted in straight away. I think I played away at Hayes on a Tuesday night in the first game. And um, I think we were pulled about a little bit at the back by them until, you know, because Alan obviously moved to the middle, etc. I'd come in at left back. But um, from then on, I think it was just, you know, I, I, I think it was the, the most enjoyable season from playing football that I'd, I'd ever had because of the, the, I mean, playing behind Mickey Hollyfield, who, who obviously sadly has passed on now and uh, was was a joy because we were both quite quick or he was exceptionally quick and uh, we used to overlap each other all the time so it was just you know it was really enjoyable to play him um, and then you had people up front like um, Keith Searle who was a well, I played with Keith Searle at Wickham at Wickham and Wildstone and Hendon and um, a great striker and then Bodger even though he was in his in his final years was still banging goals in and um, no it was a, 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 just a very good side great balance and uh, you know I, I don't know if it's because I didn't do a pre-season but I don't remember although Brian Brianley has obviously got all his coaching qualifications and, and, and knew the game inside out because we had so many games, I don't remember him ever actually coaching us. Uh, I think we just went out and played because he had quality players and that was it. You know, obviously there was advice here and there, but I think the team almost spoke for itself. And did it really feel like you were at the club at a special time? Because obviously, I guess, obviously you wouldn't have known what was to come in terms of the, the cup run and the Middlesbrough game, which we'll speak about, obviously. But it must have felt like, you know, some of the names that you were playing with and, as you say, the, the style of football that you were playing as well. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, you know, I'd, I'd, play, I'd played for Enfield previously as well and um, won a medal with Enfield. And, you know, so I've been in the top sides. Um, so, I, you know, I was quite used to um, playing with quality. But uh, it, it was, um, I mean, if I go back to when I played for Hendon, we, um, we went through one season letting in 18 goals, which is still a record in, the, in Ryman. And we used to beat teams 1-0 and were unbelievably efficient. And, um, but it wasn't particularly enjoyable to play in because we, you know, um, whereas Wickham was the exact opposite of that. So it would have been a really interesting game to see if I could have played for both sides and Alan and see what the result would have been between Wickham and Hendon, uh, the purist against the sort of um, stoic um, defensive side. Um, so, yeah, when I went to Wickham, I, you know, I, I, I knew it was going to be good, but I don't think any of us knew what a good season it would be. And what are your memories of that cup run and obviously the, the, the two Middlesbrough games? Yeah, I... I when he came to our place, obviously, I thought Jack Chart was a smashing guy. He was really very, very obviously a, a, a winner, um, but very humble. I mean, you know, I mean, Alan's, Alan's head had just went past the post by a fraction and we could have won. But I mean, they had a really hard time at our place. I think um, they, they didn't know what to, what to do with themselves. And I always remember Jack Charlton's word in the, in the dressing rooms afterwards, you know, after he praised us, he said, wait till we get you on a decent pitch and we'll murder you. And um, so we go to Middlesbrough and on a decent pitch and they scored two minutes from time. 
So I, th- I think Middlesbrough were top, weren't they? The first division or That's right, second yeah. or whatever at that time. So, you know, for us, it was a non-league team to play 180 minutes and end up losing 1-0 um, was pretty good. <laughs> Are there any other particular sort of games or moments that really stand out during your time at the club? I think we I think we beat Dagenham 1-0 right at the end of the season. And I think that was really the sort of title decider. I'm sure it was Dagenham right at the end, and, and it was it was one nil, um, and that was very tense. I think Keith Sell scored from memory, um, but um, no, I mean I I just enjoyed every game. I mean, it, you know, you have to realise it's how long ago? Nearly 50 years ago now. So um, although I'm I'm sound of mind, it's difficult to when you think I've played probably nearly a thousand games at non-league and, and was quite successful at most of the clubs I was with it's quite difficult to remember every, every single game but I you know I, I believe it or not although there was a massive slope I really enjoyed playing there once you got used to it uh, you knew how to use it to some extent to your advantage and sometimes playing down in the bottom corner as a left back and trying to overlap you would think that it would be really difficult, but I got quite used to it and, and, and very enjoyable. And a fantastic credit to the club as well, because obviously, as you say, you had, you had success at other other clubs as well. But but that Wickham holds a special place in your in your in your memory as well. Oh yeah, and I think w- w- what I think is fantastic about Wickham is obviously the ex players association. I mean, I've been to a few dinners, and as I only played sort of for one year, I'm still very very welcome and remembered by everyone which is really nice but I feel a bit of an intruder somehow only having been there for a season um, and I, you know I would have liked to have, have been there for, for longer than that but uh, unfortunately I, I, I didn't drive so I relied on my wife taking me, I lived in Watford then to Denham Station and I used to get the train from Denham and then walk from Wickham to the ground, walk back to Wick, the, uh, the station and get a train back to Denham with um, Dylan Evans used to come with us and my wife then used to drop him off at his house which was around Denham somewhere and you know <laughs> you wouldn't think someone's playing in the FA Cup third round would actually <laughs> have to need a lift to and from the ground and walking you know but it, it just became too much so um, you know I, I left but um, you know I still did quite well but I would have it would have been nice to have stayed at Wickham for three or four seasons possibly um, because they continued to be successful, you know. So um, it was just an unfortunate situation. The funny thing is, not two years later, I learned how to drive, and I and I um, I ended up driving about thirty five thousand miles a year for about the next ten years <laughs> around the country, you know, on various uh, things for my job. So uh, the fact that I couldn't drive and and had to leave as a result of that was a was a real pain. I think that's something the fans kind of really take for granted as well, isn't it? That you forget so easily that, you know, obviously players for the club uh, until comparatively recently had, you know, other jobs at the same time as well. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I can remember the season prior to that when I was at Hendon, we played Newcastle in the third round and we um, we drew one all at Newcastle and um, this sounds crazy, but it was in the year when there were power cuts in a three-day week. And so, for various reasons, they didn't play the replay at Hendon. It was played at Newcastle, uh, sorry, at Watford, and it was on a Wednesday afternoon. And um, I couldn't get the time off of work at the job I was at at that particular time. Um, They wouldn't give me the day off, so I walked out. (laughs) So that was the dilemma you had in those days, you know. 
um, because obviously football, you know, was important to me. So, you know, what was I going to do? Start work for the day and miss playing against Newcastle. <laughs> No, absolutely. And we should talk to you about your music as well. Obviously, the, the current manager has a, has a, a sort of a, a well-known link with his, his rock and roll, but uh, you're very into your music as well. Yeah, I, since I've, for the last 20-odd years, I've been playing bass and singing in a, in a blues band that we play, you know, just at local pubs and stuff. I used to play when I was um, 13, uh, that age, and then... I signed Apprentice at Watford when I was 15 and uh, the manager wasn't too happy about uh, having a, a musician and a footballer. So I had to quit one and um, then I picked it up again when I finished managing when I was when I was 15. And uh, yeah, it's been very enjoyable. It's nice to have something. I mean, what people don't realise is, or and, you know, a lot of people don't, is that your football career, if you're lucky, you last till about 31. I mean, I, I retired at 35 and then managed till I was 50. But I, um, you know, at 35, you've still got two thirds of your life left. What do you do with, you know, as a come down? Because you get real highs through through playing in matches. And it's and it's a similar thing in music. And uh, it's it's great that Gareth has got that in, in his um, repertoire. And I'm sure that, that helps... Um, chill him out from being so heavily involved in the football sometimes and vice versa and by the way I think he's a fantastic manager and um, he's done a great job and I hope he stays for many more years to come no definitely I'm sure sure many people listening will echo that as well and it, it's, yeah. does it feel like a long time ago because it, it just struck me the way you said it was nearly 50 years ago and, and obviously that's quite a long time but it probably feels it, comparatively not that long ago oh yeah I mean it is a long time ago and 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 um you can't look back, but I had lots of success, um, at, you know, obviously at Wickham and other clubs. And um, the interesting thing in those days is is that there were a lot of guys that could have turned pro but didn't because they had a decent job and um, the money in professional football was quite poor. And therefore, therefore, at that stage, I think we had some real quality players in non-league football that in this day and age would probably be professionals now. You know, people like Larry Pritchard and Rod Hader, uh, who was captain of England. Um, you know, there was a number of people that certainly would have been pros but, but stayed in non-league, which, which was smashing for us because it made for a really good good league. And and every club, you know, whether it be Sutton, Wickham, Hendon, Enfield, they all had their own identity. And you'd play year in, year out against them. And it was nearly always the same group of people. Um, so it was very just... Um, Everybody stayed at the same club for a number of years, so it was really enjoyable. And you had the same battles every year with the same team. So I think when I look now, and if I go and watch a lot of the non-league, you know, the teams change every 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 six months. You know, the the players, and it's there's no identity. I don't think for a lot of the clubs. It must be so nice for you as well to be able to reflect on you know what football at that level has sort of given you and and the experiences that you had as well. Oh yeah, I mean, like, you know, first round, second round of FA Cup, played in that a number of times, and um, and as I say, those sides were never, I mean, we, you know, were never uh, any better than we were really, except for the fact that they they were possibly fitter that trained full time, which we didn't, which you obviously do now at Wickham, which is lovely, and it's so nice to see that that you're in, you know, you're in there. It's nice to see Sutton that have just got there as well recently. Um, and a few of the other 
sides that were non-league at that at that time. Former Wickham Wanderers left back Gary Hand speaking to us here at Wickham Sound from Hartford. If you're interested, uh, still to come on the Wickham Wanderers show, uh, we'll hear from a Mexican supporter who visited Adams Park for the first time last weekend. Online, on Radio Player, and on 106.6 FM. This is Wickham Sound. Final part of this week's Wickham Wanderers show. If you were listening last week, you'll know that I failed. The word failed was used a couple of times actually. Uh, a fitness test. Uh, Luke Abley stood in for me. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. It was a good show last week. Thank you. It was good. Nice to talk to Nigel. Yeah, um, really nice. About the trust. And Cara as well, the uh, Wickham yeah. Wanderers women vice captain uh, after the Lioness's fantastic success as well. And if you're listening on Saturday to our uh, match build up from the car park, uh, we were joined by Carl Simon. Uh, also, uh, who else joined us? Uh, Bobby, Shante, and Emily as well. So a big hello to you. Which I, al- I always miss. I'm always in the stadium. Oh. So I always miss them. But it was nice to see them. Good to have them on the radio. Yeah. We'll be uh, doing more uh, on uh, Wickham Wanderers women coverage throughout the season. Of course, their season starts on the 4th of September. Talking of Saturday, uh, and if you're listening last week as well, uh, Luke caught up with Cello. Tell us who Cello is. Uh, Cello uh, is a one of the many international Chairboys fans uh, who has now seen Wickham Wanderers in person uh, for, I, I think, at least three times. So he saw them uh, lose against Bolton. Yes. yes. Uh, win against uh, Northampton Town. Is it Northampton? Yes. Yes, I'm going well. Uh, and then obviously uh, his first home game on Saturday, where he also saw them lose as well. Uh, but I spoke to him after the game to get his thoughts on his week so far with Adams Park. This game was was much more about that than than that. Well, it was the 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 experience being here after quite a few seasons seeing on my laptop in the house. So I mean, just being here. Yeah, maybe the the outcome on the pitch wasn't the the one we will all uh, wish for, but that that wasn't the most important aspect for me. I I had one of uh, one of the best days of my life, and, and I've been experiencing this so much. I was going to say, what was the experience like for you? What time did you get here? How's the day been for you? Well, I got here around 12:15 p.m. with uh, with Matt and the media guys. We were doing some uh, some some stuff for for the game, and, and then I watched the the first half um, on the on the um, Adam stand. Then then on the terrace, got got to saw a clear view of uh, of uh, of uh, Gmax goal. So I mean, just getting to know this this beauty of of a ground and just enjoying this. This much day. And what it's been like for you, you know, working obviously very closely with Phil and Matt this week and, and spending a lot of time behind the scenes to see how it all works. It must be a brilliant insight to the club. Nah, it's, it's, I cannot like put into words this, this week. It's been absolutely incredible. One, well, like, I'm a big uh, football fan since maybe around well, five years old, six years old, and just being here on the stadium, on the like uh, with the media team in the cup game now, now today, it's been unbelievable. Like I am, for uh, I, I am very, very um, grateful for like to to this team, to to the media guys. I mean, it's been unbelievable, and I would like cherish this for all my life and how about the fans as well because I know you went up with them uh, on Tuesday it must be great to maybe talk to some people that you've talk- spoken to online before um, but actually get to speak to them in person yeah 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 yeah. yeah they 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 all have been very very um, um, kind to me like uh, yeah yeah like just uh, talking to me like getting to know me yeah yeah I, it's, it's a great uh, fan base yeah it's been great like to to actually 
put a face to to some uh, Twitter names and all that. Yeah, I, I mean it's been amazing. The fans, the the people, the in the stadium, the the players, everything. Yeah, great to hear from a member of the Wickham Wanderers worldwide phenomenon. Thank, I'm glad you said that. I uh, know it was really nice to meet Cello. Um, obviously, I spoke to him last week, but then actually got to meet him on Saturday. Uh, so that was really really nice. And he's all he's behind uh, the Wickham Mexico Twitter account. Uh, so uh, go and give him go and give him a follow. Yeah, so you heard him on the radio. Yeah, that'll impress him. Yeah, that'll be good. Well, I ho- I hopefully you're listening, Cello. So hello, a big hello from us. Yes, big hello. Really good for you to big hello to Cello. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's good. The double big hello. I like it. <laughs> yeah. We, we big hello to the chair girls and uh, also to Cello. We should do that every week. We should do that. Yeah. You might have heard as well. Perhaps you just joined us that uh, some uh, big club news signing news today as well. I know it's exciting. Uh, a new goalkeeper has what? arrived. Uh, a goalkeeper in the, in the form of. Uh, Polish youth international Max Striek uh, who's joined from Livingston in the Scottish Premiership uh, the uh, Livingston manager uh, has been uh, very complimentary of him David Martindale saying that uh, Max has the ability to play in League One in England and higher in my opinion uh, we all thank Max for his time at the club and wish him all the best for the future you might have seen on uh, Wickham Wanderers social media some photos of Max in training uh, getting his uh, his day one training badge do they have that? I don't know if they I don't, they don't they might they have do, that. they've also just put up a video of him talking to I'm guessing Phil so that'll be interesting to hear but no from what I've seen on social media uh, lots of lots of positive thoughts obviously from fans but also from uh, from fans of Max and the uh, the squad also strengthened in attack uh, today with the confirmation that 20 year old forward uh, Charles Hagen has signed for the club after he was released by Sheffield Wednesday so another good acquisition there uh, strengthening the squad uh, for Gareth and as we heard with our chat with Phil a little earlier on a little 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 for, for young players to have a pathway uh, to um, you know play for the reserves and the development squad, but also to uh, to earn their stripes, if you like, in, in the first team as well. Yeah, definitely. And I think you know as as we've seen from the last few games, a lot of the development squad have been playing, um, and you know it's it's going to give them you know the confidence as well that if later on down the season you know they've they've got their first games under their belt and they're, if they're needed again, uh, then uh, they'll be they'll be ready for it. No, definitely. Uh, lots of uh, exciting times to come, I think, at uh, Adams Park. And of course, uh, fans just sort of disappointed by you know those three three league defeats, uh, uh, but uh, decent in the cup. Had a win in the cup against yeah. uh, Northampton, as you mentioned, and also got Bristol City to come on Wednesday as well after the trip to Barnsley. Uh, lots to look forward to actually on Wednesday night. Yeah, it's going to be a really really good Wednesday evening. Uh, we will be starting our pre-match uh, build-up to the game fifteen minutes earlier this week on uh, on Wednesday uh, because there is going to be a question question and answer session uh, with uh, Phil Catchpole uh, and uh, Chairman of Wickham Wanderers Rob Kuhig as well that's going to be happening in the Caledonian suite so if you're there already uh, for 6.45 then you can actually go to it ask Rob some questions uh, if not you'll be able to listen to it on Wanderers TV so if you're possibly not in the UK you'll be able to listen to it then um, and if you are on your way in you'll be able to listen to it on, on Wickham Sound online and on 106.6 FM as well did you say drive time is coming from Adams Park as well? For uh, reasons of making life easier, yes, drive time will be coming from Adams Park as well, from somewhere. I'm not sure where. I might go and sit outside. Maybe we're going to sit on the pitch. Yeah. Yeah, be, no Wherever one will be using it, yeah. No, exactly. Might get a bit wet if the sprinklers are on. So Bristol City in the League Cup on uh, Wednesday evening. 
Yes. Uh, but ahead of that, of course, the trip to Barnsley on Saturday. The match build-up starts from two. It does indeed. Yeah, we'll be live. Well, live uh, from uh, two o'clock with uh, with Rob, and we'll talk to Phil as well. Uh, not sure who is on uh, commentary duty with Phil on Saturday, but we'll find out then. Uh, but yeah, it'll be good. We'll talk. Uh, obviously, we'll hear more from uh, Max as well, um, and uh, possibly some Gareth Ainsworth as well ahead of ahead of the game. Yeah, no, really interesting to hear what uh, Gareth has to say about the new signings because mm. I think there's been it's been rumbling for a while, hasn't there, about. <laughs> <laughs> about many people, yes. <laughs> about who might be arriving at the club and in which position as well, and the strength and depth of the squad. But uh, really good to have Max on board, and uh, obviously um, Tyler's done fantastic as well, though, um, to, to be such a young player and to step up and, and make those those League One appearances as well. Yeah, you know, and for, and for Tyler again, if if we need him, if something happens to, to Max, if we need him later on in the season, he's got that game. Uh, but it also now gives him time to maybe you know some of the things that he's learned over the last uh, few games to, to take into training now and, and build him up as well. You know, I think Tyler's done a great job. Uh, with you know with the, the three games it can't be easy for I'm not sure how old Tider is but to go to some of those big stadiums and, and, and be goalkeeper so yeah I think he's um, yeah I think he's done he's done well he's a credit to the club no definitely proud of the boys as Gareth would say <laughs> absolutely uh, so much to look forward to in the coming games I mean you look at the league table I mean it, it seems strange to look at the league table doesn't it after four mm. uh, four games but I say those three uh, defeats in League One uh, a win on the opening day of course so uh, just the three points at the moment but I mean as we mentioned earlier with, with Phil as well it's still so early in the season. Four yeah. games in is 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 sort of nothing really, and 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 many many sort of surprise results already in the, in the early stages of this campaign. Yeah, and you know, let, let's be honest, it could be worse. We could be Man United, um, and we're not at the bottom of the league, so that's a good thing. But you know, <laughs> so we're still making um, you know people. We're buying people. We're getting people on loan. Other clubs haven't settled yet, so I think you know it's it's okay. You know, if we're at this point uh, at game sort of well, after Christmas at some point, then maybe we should start worrying them. But I think at the moment, it's all okay. It's it's all good. No, definitely. And and great, obviously, as we mentioned on Saturday, to have... You know that, that anticipation after you know uh, 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 it was it, it seemed quite good on, didn't on Saturday as to you know taking on Shrewsbury and yeah. uh, sort of renewed optimism I think there yeah and I think if you look at the other games as well and you know it, I know it's not about the possession and, and everything else like that but they have been all in Wickham's favour we've had lots of shots on target I think you know Gareth said after the the second game um, that you know he, he wants to see the the team taking more chances with going towards the to, towards the goal but I think you know there are lots of positives but obviously the fact that we've lost three is uh, is, is being the, the high point at the moment of what people are talking about online and as you mentioned with Phil as well earlier on some other uh, real positives about the trip down to Exeter as well with Jasper Pandon and Ali Alhamidi uh, making their League One debuts as well a fantastic opportunity for, for the youngsters who you know are brought in for the development and for the future but for them to be you know uh, playing such a key role as well yeah and you know for, for a very long time we didn't have that option of uh, well of extra subs or a whole different squad that we could you know rely on if we needed them um, and thank goodness we do because we, we've needed them now and they've come in um, and they've they've shown what they've done what they can do for to Gareth as well uh, so he knows where we where they can be used again later on in the season if if they're needed um, and I think some of them as well have proven themselves to be players that will be uh, you know on the on the starting lineup for some of the games going forward as well and hopefully the likes of Ryan Tafazali and uh, Sam Vokes of course uh, you, we heard Gareth say earlier that he hopes uh, they'll be returning to fitness in time for Saturday so brilliant to have them back you know many fans have been saying online as well about the uh, you know the, the strength and depth, which is clearly missing at the moment. But with so many injuries, you know it, it really sort of tells. I think the height is the issue that we seem to be missing at the moment from from Vokes and and, and Taff is, is is definitely that. And I think also it's been great to see and Phil has been mentioning this pretty much every game to see Nick Freeman back playing as well after such a long time out. Um, he is 
he's been uh, great to watch and, and great to see him back on as well and uh, has been extremely close to scoring on many occasions so I think as the, as the team settles as we get Tafazoli and Vokes back I think and obviously Kai Kai as well who we should say congratulations oh, to yeah, him definitely. as well um, so yeah I think yeah it, all, all is going to be okay don't worry <laughs> don't panic no definitely I think as, as we mentioned a little earlier on, on drive time definitely a sort of a glass half full rather than uh, half empty and you look at upcoming games Barnsley obviously on Saturday uh, they've won two out of their four um, and then of course home to Bristol City has mentioned in the uh, the EFL Cup on Wednesday uh, and then we've got um, back-to-back home games uh, where uh, we're coming to entertain Charlton uh, that's on the 27th of August and then before the month is out uh, at home to uh, Tottenham Hotspurs under 21s uh, that's in the EFL trophy uh, so that should be a good game as well to uh, uh, to really um, you know see what else is on offer for Wickham and then um, uh, lots of games in September to come as well so uh, yeah the, the, it's going to feel quite kind of the, the games have come quite thick and fast I think in September yeah it's a busy start to the year and you know, let's not forget at the beginning of the season we all said this is going to be a difficult season with the, the clubs that came down you know some of them have spent time a long time in the championship or the premiership so I, we, you know, we knew it was going to be a tough season so I don't think anyone really should be surprised on where we are we had such a quick turnaround uh, after the game at Wembley the, the house, there wasn't much of the pre-season as Joe Jacobson said um, after the game on, on Tuesday and obviously not a lot of time to get new players in um, So and obviously you know Bayo and Sto- uh, Stocko leaving as well so you know, I, as I said, let's let's not get too worried. And also Anthony Stewart, of course. Yes, well, and Anthony Stewart as well. Big miss at the back, but it does give an opportunity to the likes of Chris Farino, who um, you know has done very well in his games that he's come in yeah. uh, both last season and indeed uh, this campaign as well. So yeah, I, th- I think overall, I think that the future is quite bright. And, and, and Alfie Mawson, of course, as well, is, is back on the side, and he's he has mentioned about Chris Farino as well, and saying that what a player he's going to be in the future. And I think having Alfie back, he's been able to settle probably into the club quite quickly because uh, of his of his time here before. For, but he's going to be able to help Chris, the likes of Chris Freno and, and the other development squad as well. No, really good point because um, when he gets uh, back up to, to match fitness, then um, we're looking forward to seeing what he can do again. Great time at the club. We heard from Joe Jacobson earlier on the show as well, talking about you know he was obviously uh, in the team when when Alfie was first at the club and uh, and knows you know what he's capable of and and we can really sort of shore up the back and and as mentioned that partnership with with Ryan Tafasoli that's uh, that's coming up soon as well. Lots to look forward to defensively as well as going forward. And we've got uh, the new goalkeeper in place now as well. Yeah, and there's still time in the window as well. So you know we we may see some more players. Obviously, might be going into the development squad or into the uh, into the main team as well so I think you know I think if we can get the injuries back we've got a goal you know a goalkeeper now which is what everyone was saying about um, I think um, I think let's give it a couple of weeks as as Gareth I think said earlier as well you know there's, it's going to be a, a rough patch to go over the next few games just while everyone settles and gets back but after that you know we'll be we'll be all good Absolutely, I think we've we've helped in uh, in uh, rege- Moral boosting, <laughs> rejuvenating the hopefully uh, the fans uh, going into uh, this match day on Saturday against Barnsley away, and then as mentioned, uh, Bristol City at home on Wednesday night. Uh, that uh, will be uh, preceded by the question and answer session with the chairman uh, Rob Kuig, which will be uh, broadcast live here on Wickham Sounds around quarter to seven, and also on Wanderers TV as well. So uh, ideal match build up there, and uh, hopefully you'll be able to uh, uh, enjoy um, some answers to. Well, literally uh, questions. We might have some of it next week as well on the show. Yeah, some highlights. Yeah, yeah. That would be exciting, wouldn't it? Definitely some Rob's best bit. bits. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> package that up for you. Uh, lots to look forward to in coming weeks. We'll feature, of course, uh, the manager and players. Continue uh, hearing from Phil as well, uh, reviewing the games and looking ahead to what's to come. We'll be featuring Wicked Wanderers Women as well. Catch up with the chair girls in their exciting season uh, at their brand new home over at Burnham, uh, speaking regularly to Carl Simon and some of the other coaches and some of the players as well. Uh, we're really looking forward to uh, featuring their progress a lot more, um, hearing some 
some of some more, of course, from uh, Wickham Wanderers, former players and current players as well, and some occasional other special guests as well. And going to support the Chair Girls as well, their new home at Burnham. They've just launched a new season ticket um, program as well, so go and check that out. Support the Chair Girls after the the Lioness's excellent win uh, over the summer. Let's you know support where it all begins. Yeah, well said. Thank you. Yeah, great opportunity for uh, uh, for to, to follow female football locally. Yeah, exactly. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, do join us next week for another Wickham Wanderer show. If you've just tuned in and missed it and thought, oh, this could, could be rather good, uh, there's a podcast available which you can catch up on uh, from tomorrow and at your leisure anytime uh, there with as well. Hopefully a win on Saturday against Barnsley. Join us at the same time next week here at Wickham Sound.